Happy Friday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. In this video, I'll be breaking down the nine-game NBA DFS slate on DraftKings. I also cover content for player pop sites like Price Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Sponsor the video is Price Picks. If you guys are not on Price Picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. Super fun player prop site. You're building out uh, slips with player props. You can build two, three, four, five, up to six players in one slip. If you hit all six, you win up to 25x your money. So if you guys want to give it a try, again, use the code DKDFS or the link down below. And if you guys are looking for more content for DFS, uh, more in-depth content, or for uh, player prop stuff, you can check my Patreon linked in the description. Okay, so making this video currently as the slate is going on. We had a two-game slate tonight. We'll see if I'll be able to cash. I do have a good amount of players in the late game right now. Fringe on the cash. So we'll recap that in the next video. But uh, yeah, so let's just get into it. Start off with Charlotte and Washington. So for Charlotte, no Rogier, And Gordon Hayward is probable. So expect him to play. Also, apologize if I sound <laughs> a little bit different uh, under the weather. Got a little you know, cold cough. Nothing crazy, but... Um, that's if I'm sniffling or you know sound sound a little bit different. That is why. Um, but yeah, Lamelo Ball 10K I think stands out as one of the better spin ups on the board. Great matchup. It's a pretty significant bump without Rozier. Can have the ball in his hands a ton. Um, they started Brandon Miller in his place. So again, Lamelo is basically the only true ball handler on the team. So yeah, he looks great at the top. Gordon Hayward at seven one feels priced right. Um, Peja Washington at six seven also seems priced right. Maybe a little overpriced. Mark Williams has been in foul trouble back to back games. I think he's an interesting tournament play, but um, again, a nine-game play, kind of tough to prioritize him. Brandon Miller, 6-1. He started last couple games, 36, 30 minutes. Again, he's not going to be super productive, so I don't love the play. Richard's going to play the back of five. Maladon really didn't get a minutes bump with Rozier off the court. I'm not really going to get to anyone else, so it's kind of LaMelo for me, and that's it. Now, for Washington, I mean, this team is really pissing me off. I mean... They just completely trolled with the minutes for Poole and Tyus Jones last game. I had overs on both of them. Barely play. It's just this team is really... They're getting blown out every other game. Uh, I'm tired of the Wizards. Kuzma, 8K, probably your safest bet. Um, went for 51 fancy points last game. Again, it's a really good matchup. You should see 30-plus minutes from him. Poole, 7-2 is really just your boomer bust play. It's been a lot of bust from him recently, but... Still a guy that has had that does have a ceiling. We haven't seen the huge game from him yet in the regular season. He did have a 40-plus point game in the preseason. We know that ceiling is there for Poole. Danny Advia, 5.9K. We probably see high 20s mitts for him. Relatively safe option. Tyus Jones, most of the time, is going to see 30-plus mitts. But when I take over on his prop, only plays 19 minutes. Sweet. Cool stuff there. Gafford also barely played last game, like I said. This team is just really frustrating me. It's a great matchup, though, so these guys are in play. It's just hard to trust right now. DeLon Wright played more than Ty Jones last game. Cool. Bale played like 30 minutes. Again, really outside of Kuzma, it's hard to... Kuzma and really Denny, it's hard to feel good about anyone, but if you see normal minutes for the starters, then there's a lot to like. Like, if you told me for sure that the starting five played normal minutes, then yeah, I'd be very high in Ty Jones. Who would be a good tournament play? Afford, I think, would be a solid play, but like, they're just really trolling with the minutes, so it's hard to trust this team. Philadelphia and Detroit, uh, great matchup here for Embiid 11-2. I think he stands out as a really, really good spend-up. Should be able to smash against the likes of Duran, Bagley. Oh, yeah, Embiid looks good. Maxi at 8-1 has been playing out of his mind recently. He's playing huge minutes as well. I have no issue paying 8.1k for Maxi. Harris, Ubre, Melton, all reasonable plays, kind of secondary options for me. Batum, 3.8k is probable. He's been seeing decent minutes off the bench, but don't think we had to go there in a nine-game slate. Probably not going to get to anyone else. 
For Detroit, well, they're shorthanded. No Ivy, no Burks, no Harris, no Morris, no McDonough, no Livers. Peyton Cunningham, 8.4K, they got the highest ceiling. Again, he's been up and down, just a tournament play for me right now. Stuart Thompson at 6.9, should play a ton of minutes, assuming the game can stay competitive. Um, but again, they're... I would say there's a bit of blowout risk here. Jalen Duran, 6'5". If he stays out of foul trouble like a ceiling, but there, he definitely has you know potential foul trouble going up against Embiid. Bastard's played really well off the bench. They're averaging about 30 minutes a game. Um, if the game blows out, you would think that he would play in the blowout too. So he's an interesting play there at 5.8. Killing Hayes has been getting more minutes. He should see around 30 minutes. I'm fine with him at that price point. Bagley will play the backup five. If you think Duran gets in some foul trouble, I don't hate taking a shot in a 4.3K Bagley. I don't really know if I can stomach anything else, though, on this team. So um, let's move on to Brooklyn and Boston. Brooklyn, no Cam Thomas. Ben Simmons, questionable. It's pretty significant. Nick Claxton is out. Cam Johnson's probable. If Ben Simmons out, you should get a lot of playmaking for playmaking for Spencer Dinwiddie. Ben Simmons is in. Dinwiddie would be more of a secondary option for me. Mikel Bridges at 7-7, kind of a quiet start to the year. Um, I'm okay with him for tournaments, but there is some blow risk here going on the road at Boston. Basically, anytime. The team is playing Boston. There's blowout risk, especially missing with the Nets missing a lot of pieces here. Um, Jordan Finney-Smith and Royce Newell have been playing big minutes. Again, though, there is blowout risk. Um, Lonnie Walker, 5.9K. Feels priced about right, maybe a little overpriced. Cam Johnson in his first game back for a while. I don't think he's going to see huge minutes. I don't know. Not a ton that I love here. If Ben Simmons is out, it would open up a little bit more. But again, a lot of blowout risk in this game. On the Boston side, I think you can make the argument for any of the main five guys, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Holiday, and White. But again, potential uh, blowout risk in this game. And I don't think there's anyone that really stands out in Boston. I think I'm fine with any of the main guys. Uh, there's no one I'm really going to prioritize on this team. If you wanted to play like the blowout narrative, sure. Maybe you could take a shot in like a 3.8K Peyton Pritchard. You know, he has had in a couple of the games where the games have blown out. You know, Pritchard has seen some big games, but you kind of need the blowout for him too to get there. All right, Utah and Memphis. No Walker Kessler. Last game, they did start John Collins at the five, so I'm expecting that they do that again. If they do, I think John Collins looks good. Now, he did deal with some foul trouble. Still played 27 minutes. Um, yeah, if Collins was the five, he looks a lot better. Barkin at 8-6. Feels priced about right, but the guy with the high ceiling on this team. Jordan Clarkson at 6-4. You know, we should see 30-plus minutes from him. He's going to chuck when he's out there. You know, if he's making his shots, he has a ceiling. If he's missing, you know, we've seen the floor from him, but... Ceiling still is there with Clarkson. Olenek uh, got in some foul trouble too, but he'll back up Collins. Uh, if Collins gets in foul trouble, he should benefit. Both got in foul trouble last game, actually. And then my boy, Keontae George, finally started. He should have been starting since the beginning. Um, started, played 31 minutes, had a decent game. Seven points, nine assists, two boards. If he starts again, I think he's my favorite play on the Utah Jazz. Agbachi also started last game. They, again, they went small. He played 26 minutes. Not really going to be super productive playing alongside the other starters. So I would rather get to Keontae George at a similar price point. Uh, don't know if I can stomach Sexton or Fettuccine Alfredo um, or anyone else like that. All right, let's move on to Memphis. So Memphis, no Tillman. Zaire Williams is questionable. John Conchar questionable. Should get Biombo starting once again, 4.9K. I mean, 26 and 30 minutes the first couple games. Biombo not going to be super productive on the offensive end, but he's a decent rebounder. I think he's a pretty solid value play here. Uh, at sub 5K. Bain and Triple J, the guys with the highest ceiling. Uh, you know, like the upside in both of them. Marcus Smart, 6.6. Should see 30 plus minutes. Reasonable option in the mid range. Aldama in his first game back, uh, played 26 minutes. Or actually, second game back. Um, you know, he's a pretty big part of this rotation, but, you know, kind of more of a secondary option for me. 
Luke Kennard a 4.3. If Zaire Williams is out, we would expect him to play decent minutes. 27, 32, and 27 minutes over the last three games. I do like Kennard for value. Also, Roddy um, should see a little bit more run uh, if there's no contract and there's no Zaire Williams. All right, Minnesota and San Antonio. So, Anthony Edwards, 9K. Carlton Towns, 8.2K. These are the guys with the highest ceiling. Um, I don't think either really stand out. Their price points. Ants had three really solid games in a row, but 9K, you know, feels priced probably about right. But I uh, do like the spot from Carlton Towns has been a little bit quiet of late, but um, 8.2K. I have no issue with that. The minutes have not been amazing on him, though, to start the season. You know, he's been averaging like around 30 minutes a game. It's a little bit disappointing. Nas Reed's played well off the bench, so that could be a reason why. Gobert, 6.8K. Always more of a secondary option for me. You know, he does have a ceiling here and there, but most of the time he's going to get you, you know, around 30-ish fancy points. Nas Reed, 5K. I think it's interesting because he benefits in a few different scenarios. You know, if Gobert gets in foul trouble, if Colin Towns gets in foul trouble, and he has a good point per minute guy, so... Always someone that I'm intrigued by for tournaments because he can, if he finds his way to more Mets, he could smash. Finally, 4.8K, I think is a relatively safe option. Same with McDaniels, 4.7. In a competitive game, uh, you know, you should see around 30 minutes from McDaniels. He played 45 minutes that one game against Boston. They think it overtime. Slow mo, 4.6. Probably sees mid 20s minutes on the bench. I actually think he's a relatively safe option, too. A guy that can stat, stuff the stat sheet. Probably not get to anyone else, though, on this team. <laughs> we'll to San Antonio. Uh, so San Antonio Vassell in his first game back came off the bench instead of Branham. I would assume that Vassell starts this game, but we will see. Wamayama A4, like I said, wide range outcomes. Been up and down. There's been a lot of blowouts of late. There's been some foul trouble, but there's been ceiling games too. I like his upside in tournaments. Eldon Johnson, secondary option. Vassell, assuming he starts, secondary option. Zach Collins is 6.4K. I'm kind of indifferent on him. Feels priced about right. Sohan at 5.7. Should see around 30 minutes. I think he's a decent option. Trey Jones off the bench is fine for tournaments. Branham started last game, um, but I think Vassell will start this game. Again, we'll keep an eye on that. Chetty's played a wall at the bench at 3.7K, but I don't think it's necessary to go to him on this slate. New Orleans and Houston. So this is a team that could be very shorthanded. Zion is uh, questionable. Also, Herb Jones is questionable, and uh, CJ's out. So last game, they started Ingram, JV, Hawkins, Daniels, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So if there's no Zion and no Herb Jones again, there's a lot to like here for, for Houston, but there would be some blowout risk. Ingram would be the clear go-to guy. 8.7K is a little pricey, but still would be the highest usage player on this team. Valanchunas, the minutes have been disappointing on him, but he'll be productive when he's on the court, just a matter of how many minutes does he play. I think your best overall plays would be these cheaper options, assuming Zion and Herb Jones are out, that being Hawkins, Daniels, and Jeremiah Robinson-Earl. Robinson-Earl played 28 minutes last game. Hawkins, this guy's been pissing me off, man. I just get the floor game every time from him. Uh, played him here, played him here, faded him here. Like it just, it's really starting to piss me off. Um, but yeah, Hawkins, Daniels, and, and Robinson are probably your best point per hour plays, assuming those guys are out. Now, if Zion and Herb Jones are in, then you probably get a starting lineup of Ingram, Zion, Herb Jones, JV, and. Either Daniels or Hawkins. We'll see what they do with the starting lineup. I mean, with CJ out, they, they could start Dyson Daniels at the point. Um, and then there would be less to like here if those guys are in. Zion, if he does play at 8.8, would be fine for tournaments. Minutes have not been amazing on him. He did play 37 minutes last game, though, so that is good to see. Let's talk about Houston. So my boy, Shindoon, 7.7K, has played really well to start the season, but he is questionable. 
a left ankle sprain. If he does not play, I would assume that they start Jock Landell. If Jock Landell starts, I think he's your best value on the slate and it's not close. They could also play some Jeff Green at the five, but against a big team like the Pelicans, I would assume that they go to Landale. So yeah, if Landell starts, he's your top overall value on the slate. Um, and then if Landell does, if Shingun's out, it's more usage for these other starters because Landell's not the same point per minute guy as Shingun. So Van Fleet, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Dylan Brooks would all look better. And again, this is a decent spot. So all these starters would look a lot better. Um, Tar- My boy Tari Eason also in his first game back played 14 minutes. We know he's a good point per minute guy. Um, we'll see if he gets a minutes bump in this game. We'll keep an eye on the news there. Um, and then, yeah, if Shingun plays, I'm fine with him at 7-7, uh, but not a price point that really stands out to me. All right, Clippers and, and Mavs. So the Clippers have been pretty disappointing uh, since Harden has joined the team. Um, kind of hard for me to get to anyone. Paul George, Kawhi, Harden, Westbrook. I mean, if you want to play with these guys in tournaments, that's fine. I just I kind of have a tough time prioritizing these guys. They're all kind of, you know, hurting each other. I don't know. Like, again, if you want to if you want to take a dart when these guys in tournaments, sure. Avicii Zubach without Mason Plumley, minutes have ticked up. 29, 30, and 29 minutes. I think he would probably be my favorite option of these starters. Um, and then, yeah, a Bones Highland barely played last game. That is something to note. Norm Powell still should see decent minutes on the bench. He's always playable for GPPs. Tucker will see some bench minutes as will man. Talk about Dallas. Uh, Lively, questionable. Maxi Kleba is doubtful. They could be shorthanded in the front court if Lively is also out. Luca, 11.7K. No issue with it. I don't think it's like a, st- a smash play, but you know, you can play Luka Doncic any, any day of the week. I, I'm not going to say no to that. Kyrie Irving at 8.7K. Probably feels priced about right, I'll say. A Hardaway, 5.4. Fine for GBPs. Grant Williams at 4.7K. Should see decent minutes, but again, not really out there for his offense. White Powell 4-1 will probably see good minutes if Lively's out too, but it's always hard to stomach playing uh, Powell. Derek Jones Jr., he's been up and down to start the to start the season. Just historically not the best point per minute guy, so I don't love that. I don't know. Dallas runs a weird rotation. Holmes probably gets a backup five run if um, Lively's out. Uh, let's talk about Oklahoma City and Sacramento. So Oklahoma City, SGA, 10.5K. I think it's a good spend-up. I mean, he, he's been playing big minutes to start the year. In a competitive game, I think you see, you know, 36 to 38 minutes for SGA. So, yeah, I like SGA at the top. Chet at 7.8, kind of the same thing I'm going to say about, the same thing I said about Wambayama. Wide range of outcomes, but the ceiling's there. He's a guy that can rack up those blocks and steals. And if he stays out of foul trouble, I would assume he plays low 30s minutes. So I like the ceiling on Chet. The other options don't really stand out. Giddy feels a bit pricey. 7-6. Jalen Williams is 6-7. That, that's priced about right. Lou Dort, 5-5. Five, five. No real strong take there. I don't really think I can stomach anything off the bench. Let's move on to Sacramento. Sacramento, my boy Sabonis, sub-10K going up against Oklahoma City. I think it looks a good play. Should see high 30s minutes here. Um, yeah, Alex Sabonis at the top. I do want to mention they started Keon Ellis last game. He played 21 minutes at the point. David Mitchell still played good minutes off the bench. Played 28 minutes. That was just weird. They started Keon Ellis kind of out of nowhere. Um, Keegan Murray has been playing awful of late, but the minutes have still been decent for him. The shots have still been there. One of these games is going to have a decent shooting game, right? And we know the ceiling is there for Keegan Murray. So I'm still intrigued by him for tournaments. Kevin Herter also looks better without De'Aaron Fox. 
He played 39 minutes. I think he's interesting. Malik Monk had a huge game off the bench. We know the ceiling is there from him. But 46 fancy points is a bit of an outlier performance. Harrison Barnes a 5.2. Should see decent minutes, but again, he's not really <clears throat> going to do a ton when he's out there. Davion Mitchell, I like him a lot better if he starts. So we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup. If there's not Keon Ellis again, then like, eh, it makes him a bit riskier. I don't even know if I can stomach playing Keon Ellis if he starts. All right, and finally, Lakers and Suns. The big news here is Anthony Davis, obviously. He's currently questionable. If he misses, Christian Wood makes a really good play. Result does not matter whatsoever last game. He was a phenomenal play last slate at lower ownership than he should have been, and he absolutely punished the Sharks that played him. It was just so, so incredibly frustrating. Wood's been playing well with Anthony Davis in. You take Anthony Davis out in a great spot, just massive bust, one-shot attempt. It's just incredible, incredible stuff there. Um, but yeah, if there's no AD, basically everyone looks better. Wood would be a really good point-per-dollar play. LeBron would be one of the better spin-ups on the board. D'Lo and Reeves get a lot more usage. Rui Hashimura becomes a good value. Rui was the one Laker that smashed last game in 26 minutes, one for 44 faints points. So there would be a ton to like here from the Lakers if there's no Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is in, then I think Anthony Davis himself would probably be my preferred option here. A 9.8K. Uh, he's played extremely well to start the season. And then, yeah, if AD's in, everyone else kind of more secondary plays. Torian Prince, I mean, he's been so up and down, kind of hard to trust him. Don't really think I get to anyone else in the Lakers. So let's finish it up with the Suns. Booker out. Beal is probable. Kevin Durant, 10.2K. Feels a little bit pricey with Beal in. Bradley Beal himself was on a limit last game. We'll keep an eye on the news for him. He only played 24 minutes. If he's no longer on a limit, then he's interesting. If he's still on a limit, I'm going to pass. My boy Nurkic had a massive game last game in 38 minutes to him for 55 fantasy points. Now, the minutes have been up and down in him, but again, the ceiling is there. We know Nurkic is a good point-per-minute guy, and in games where he sees 30-plus minutes, he can smash. Grayson Allen, of course, with Bradley Beal back, just randomly goes for 50-plus fantasy points. Um, I think that game is clearly an outlier performance. Uh, everyone else feels a little bit pricey with Brad Beal back, so I don't know if I get to any of the value options for the Suns. All right, guys, that'll wrap up the video. Um, as always, I really do appreciate the support. If you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll try to get a video up for some player prop stuff after this as well. Uh, but good luck on tomorrow's slate, and we'll see you guys all in the next video.